with the best today's episode of man to man is brought to you by the official betting app win bet that's w-y-n-n-b-e-t i'm sure you know how to spell bet hey listen brother how does it work all you have to do is click the link in the description of whatever platform you are listening on or or brother click that link in any of our social medias at man to man podcast apologize we're just trying to catch a flow here it's an ad if you haven't noticed deposit one dollar you can get $100 in store credit to bet, or you can opt in and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000, aka you cannot lose. You can literally only win, win, as they say. Here's a tip for you first-timers. Don't throw $1,000 on the Tennessee Titans and thank us later. Tighten the fuck up. Tannehill, you fucking blow, brother. Only available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, that's win bets. We appreciate win bet for supporting the podcast. Seriously, I know you guys got FanDuel and I don't know, bet MGM and, you know, Barstool Sports, but win bet. If you are our friends out there, any of our listeners out there, win bet, just click the link and whatever you're listening to, literally deposit a dollar. Otherwise, we're done. Like, I'll be real. Like, that's how, that's how we're starting it off. Anyways, welcome in, man. Welcome in. Uh, we got an exciting one today for you guys. Um, it's Man to Man Podcast. If you guys haven't noticed, I'm sure you guys clicked on the Man to Man Podcast, and uh, that's the reason why you're here. So you probably know who we are by at this point. Uh, it's Andy and Liam, and we're kind of doing something differently for this episode. It's going to be a b-ball episode, and so that means we got JP in here. We also want to shout out Dash Radio, nothing but net all things basketball channel. As uh, we're on Dash Radio every Monday at uh, 4 p.m., every Monday at 4 p.m., 1 p.m. Pacific time. You guys didn't catch me, man. I said 1 p.m. Central time last time. I'm glad no one caught that. I'm talking a lot. You guys there before we keep going promoting here? Andy and Liam and uh, JP. JP, Liam, what's going on, guys? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to uh, to be out here again this week. And like you said, we're kind of changing things up. We're going to give two episodes this week and probably from now on moving forward, kind of break up the basketball episodes and then kind of our lifestyle and episodes. So you're listening to the basketball uh, episode and that's why we got JP here. So JP, thank you for uh, joining us today. I appreciate that. Yep, Gentlemen, always happy to be here. Uh, and this is the first time I've seen the the beginning of an episode ever. So I'm happy to be here. It's, it's quite the new experience, but, uh, I'm really excited. I think uh, splitting this up into two is going to be something incredible, and I think it's the only way up from here. So I'm excited to be a part of it, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk some ball if y'all are. We're always glad to have you, JP. Uh, shout out Six Pack also, man, a multimedia agency that we just signed to here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, talk about finance, entertainment, sports, stocks, crypto. Um, where are you going to get your next happy ending at? Go check them out at sixpackcoverage.com. Uh, we appreciate six pack covers for supporting the podcast. Listen, boys, it's different, man. We're kind of just rolling off rip here. Right. So um, it's going to be a lot of basketball. And I think we're going to kind of promote this on all of our social medias at man to man podcast this week. You guys are hopefully listening on a Monday, the first day we dropped the episode, but um, I think we're kind of going to 
kind of do things differently here, right, Liam, and drop a lifestyle episode maybe on a Thursday. Um, we've had some feedback here in the past year. I wouldn't say year, maybe past, I don't know, 15 episodes when we really started to talk about like our day-to-day experiences of life. And that's kind of the angle that we've taken. But some of our viewers are just really heavy in basketball. So um, that's kind of why we were splitting up. And then other viewers that we have really just like listening to um, our Instagram polls that we take or our Instagram takes polls on Instagram that we take to Instagram uh, about like, what are the signs of a thought and, you know, dating and everything else. And, you know, how I'm, how I got a tube up my throat. You guys will listen to that on the the lifestyle episode this week. So um, yeah, that'll be a fun one to talk about, but basketball is fun, man. And we love to talk about it. We are in an exciting um, start of the season right now. And before we really get into it, um, we want to shout out Colorcast. It's an app that Liam and myself and appreciate the help uh, JP for hopping on and coming on the hot seat. But pretty much we auditioned for this app called Colorcast to kind of give, um, I guess, kind of commentate the Mavs Suns game that was on Wednesday night of last week. But rather than just commentating it, we kind of just put our own, I don't know, niche or own swagger into it. So we were kind of just hanging out, talking about the game. Uh, appreciate you guys that supported us. We needed people in that quote unquote room. It's almost like a Reddit room, but a super cool interface, super cool app. Um, I don't know if you guys have any takes on it. I thought it was just a fun time and we'll see, I, I guess this week, if we'll be on Colorcast commentating games throughout the rest of the season uh, at some point later on this week. But just want to shout out Colorcast and appreciate everyone that joined in and came on the hot seat. Uh, you guys get what do you how, how do you guys feel about that? I liked it. I'm glad that we had the the support that we did. Um, like you mentioned, the interface just kind of sitting there and basically just a big group chat where we can just all sit and talk around and give our takes, even if it's not about the game. But um, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, whole different, uh, whole bunch of different sports and stuff. So it was just a fun time to uh, kind of get a chance to talk to you guys, our listeners, about pretty much whatever we want to talk about um during the game so i liked it uh jp did a great job for us he kind of helped us stay on track as we uh you know we're indulging in some drinks and stuff and and kind of getting all over the place but yeah i liked it i don't know your thoughts jp but i think it was it was good it was a fun time um kind of what was your perspective i guess being a listener um and not so much like a co-host like me and Andy were, what was your kind of vision or your thoughts on that as a, as a listener? Yeah. Yeah. First off, I'd like to say, you know, Colorcast, obviously appreciate them having y'all on and me on by proxy. Um, but as a, as a listener, I can say the experience was really awesome. I mean, it's something that you, it's an idea that you just didn't know hadn't been had yet. Like why not just be able to kind of hang out with people watching the same game. And it, it was really enjoyable uh, for me to be in the hot seat uh, at basically the end of every quarter was really cool. It was fun to chat with you boys and that experience. Um, if you're a listener and you want to get to know these guys better than just through the the podcast or radio medium, I think that's the best way to do it right now, just because you get to just see more of their personality. It's three hours with the guys as opposed to an hour or 55 minutes. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I uh, hope we get to do it again. I uh, hope to see some more people in the chat room, get those likes up and, uh, yeah, it was a great time. I'd highly recommend it to everybody, whether you're listening to us or anybody else. All right. The big thing I, I kind of, we, back when we were doing this, I don't want to go too far into this, but when, back when we do, started doing our podcast, we did something called Weekly Wednesday, which was yeah. like a 30 minute, like short episode 
on like Instagram and we, you know, interacted with our fans. We kind of did the same thing, but uh, kind of just pulled them in and see what they wanted to talk about. And this is a great way to not only get our fans uh, to participate in the conversation, but, you know, talk about basketball or anything else that they like. So I liked it. Um, let's talk about the game a little bit, maybe. Uh, Suns won, I believe, by seven or eight. Um, but, yeah, it was a good game. And it's it really helps when the game is good when you get to have these conversations. If it was a blowout, I don't know if the conversation would have been as great. But when you're watching a good game, it's just kind of like locker room talk, and that's kind of – it just helped it, I think. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you have any – Yeah, I think the biggest thing is was uh, the spread. Yeah. It was a minus eight and a half on that game, and uh, I think they won by eight. Wow. So, uh, you got the spread on that. Congratulations, Hoop. Uh, I think it took Suns minus eight and a half or something like that. Uh, we were talking about Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul is uh, just real quick. It's a team that is arguably the best team in the NBA. I know Warriors are up there. You know, you got the Bulls, Rockin', Wizards, just other hot teams. Uh, but this is a team that's showing that they made it to the finals for a reason. And I want to just shout out Chris Paul real quick. We talked about oh, three points, five points. Point guys got 15 assists. You know what I'm saying? Devin Booker shooting more threes this year, uh, has a greater percentage, three-point percentage and field goal percentage all around. Got to shout out the Suns, man. Yeah. Season's looking bright over there, brother. All right, this, cool. Well, this uh, was, I'll, I want to say one thing before we move on, but yeah, yeah, go for it. About the, the, the Suns in general. Um, I don't know if it means that the Mavericks are really good, but for the Suns not, you know, going against Luka and not the Mavericks not having Luka in there. And they're letting the Mavericks stick around. I think the biggest thing is that the Mavericks need to be more respected. And I think that's kind of the three things that are going on. It's either the Mavericks are really good and they're getting back to healthy, having Porzingis on the floor and stuff, or the Suns aren't as good. And I don't think that's the case at all. So I don't know. I just wanted to make sure people kind of talk about the Mavericks like, oh, they're always around, but they're never going to you know, make a push. But if they're hanging in, you know, games all the time without their superstar, especially against a team like the Suns. I don't I don't think why we can't talk about them as being possibly once they get to full strength, one of the best teams in the league. So shout out to the Mavericks. I just wanted to to touch on them before. We yeah, I mean, lead, leading the whole game up until the fourth quarter. And we talked about it, too. That's kind of the locker room talk that we we're like you said, I think. People can watch these NBA games, but unless you got a bet on the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, you really don't care about anything until the fourth quarter, um, unless it's just a complete blowout, right? Um, any final thoughts on that? Colorcast, appreciate y'all having us. Uh, hopefully, we'll be on that interface a little bit more, and you guys can rock with us over there, um, and that'll just be another avenue, another medium for us to be on. Cool. All right. A little bit more uh, fun topics, in my opinion, to talk about. Uh, no shade, no shade. But trivia question, trivia question of the week. Uh, arguably, this is going to be my favorite thing that we talk about in this basketball episode because I'm asking the questions now <laughs> and you guys are getting them wrong. But JP, you got it right last week. So what are we doing here, man? Are you guys still on a team? Because I don't know how I feel about this whole team thing. You guys are two and one together. You guys want to stay on a team? 
I think we did a great job last week working through the answer, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, so, but Liam, you say it. Why are you saying that, though, brother? You know what I'm saying? You're saying that because you got the answer wrong. Well, we 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 had narrowed it down to two teams. I, you know, it was either the Bulls or the the um, Rockets, and I think we had to to make a decision. And so it was either one of those two teams. I feel like so that's kind of it was just beating the dealer. You know, blackjack. You sit at a table. We're all trying to beat the dealer, and we're that's all fair. trying to beat you. So if I happen to take an answer that. It's, it's almost like two answers, though. You know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> this is the reason why we switch it up because I didn't get any help. I just got a hint and a question, but maybe that question acts as a second person. So uh, that's why we switch it up. I I'm terrible at trivia, so I like asking the questions. But uh, a little, I guess I don't know. Recap of what the last trivia question last week was. Um, what was it, man? Who was uh, who was the lowest seated team? to ever win the NBA finals. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eastern Western conference. It was the Houston Rockets 95, 96. And I was actually talking about this uh, a little bit more a couple of nights ago with one of the buddies who I work with. Uh, he's an old head, man, super old head. And I was asking him about uh, where do you, you know, we were watching LeBron while we were taking a break. What do you think about LeBron? Obviously the old heads, man, hate LeBron. Right. And LeBron's not even in a top three for these, some of these guys. Uh, Elijah was his favorite player. And I looked up the roster and I didn't realize Kenny Smith was on there. Sam Cassell, Elijah Um, do you guys know anybody else? Like those are the top three that was on that team. But anyways, they beat, uh, they, they sweep the Orlando magic. They swept the Orlando magic and, uh, they went through the Knicks. They went through all these other great teams that season. And I think they won again. I don't know when the second time they won or if that was the second time they won. But anyways, they were the sixth seed, and they ended up sweeping the Orlando Magic in the finals. NBA history for you right there. We got another great question for you guys this week. Uh, usually we take these questions to TikTok, man, at Man to Man Podcast. Uh, we want, you get, want to get you guys involved and let us know if you got the, uh, the wrong answers only in the, in the comments. So this week's trivia question is another... 1996 year uh, trivia question. Who was traded for Kobe Bryant in 1996? That's a good and one. I can give you, yeah. I can give you kind of a backstory on this if you guys want. So I, I think I know the general backstory because obviously we only ever saw Kobe in a Lakers jersey, but he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and then mm. was immediately traded to LA. Is is the general backstory, I believe. I was not alive in 1996, but I, as far as my NBA history goes, that is what I know. Now, because Liam and I are working as a team, because we have decided that, and because I, I just like working with Liam, I think he's a great guy, and if we get to go against Andy, even better. So I'm going to say my knowledge of the 94-95 roster for the Charlotte Hornets is pretty minimal. So, or I guess for the Lakers, I really should say. So I was hoping you could maybe throw out some names. The name that originally came to my head for this time period was Alonzo Mourning, or that area, that era of the Hornets. I don't know if I'm a little early or a little late. So I'm going to bounce that one to Liam because I am out of it right now. I do remember, see, if, if especially if you're a Laker fan or a diehard Kobe mm-hmm. fan, you'll know this. Um, it's escaping me, but I do remember... I think he's a foreigner. Um, I'm not sure 
I don't know if he was good. I don't think he. I don't think he ever turned out to be like super good. But I don't think he's he. His name is is a foreign name, I believe. Um, I just can't. I think I have a picture in my head. He's like, like a tall, white, like black hair, kind of like shaggy hair. I, I think that's what it is, but I have yeah. no idea his name. I, I, I just escaping me, but yeah. So this was a team that Muggsy Bowes and Del Curry was currently on at the time. Okay. Um, and then you got like Glenn Rice, but there's this other player right here that is a, a household name on that team. And you're correct. He is a foreigner. Yeah. He's actually the, um, he's a, no, not the only foreigner, but he's one out of two only foreigners that was on that team. He's a sinner. I remember the picture, the standby stand, like, you know how they have those memes of like Kobe Bryant was traded for this guy. And it's like, how, why is that even a thing? I remember that, but I don't know his name at all. So I think I'm stumped this week. I don't know if you got an answer for me, JP, but I'm stumped. Nah, I got nothing. My my tall, white, foreign center knowledge of the, the mid-90s <laughs> does not – it has it's not translating here. So I got, I got really nothing. I didn't even have the right air of the Hornets. So I'm going to have to – I guess I'll, uh, I don't know, I guess throw out a guess. I don't think he ever played for the Lakers. You guys want me to give you like an easier hint, like first letter of his name? Yeah, go ahead. V. Yeah, sure. Is it Vlade Divac? Yeah, Yeah. that sounds right. Damn it, that was going to be my guess. Oh, all right. I'm pissed. I was actually, that was like what I was going to say. Well, it was Vlade Divac, but all right. You got me, Andy. You got me. Damn, I kind of just gave you the answer, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, you did, people. but like that still doesn't count for us. Like you, you yeah. had we we needed the, we needed the the extra hit. So I'm gonna say no on that one. You you got us. Yeah, okay, that was, that was good. Hornets had the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft. Selected high school basketball player star Kobe Bryant soon traded him to the Los Angeles Lakers for Vlade Divac, and acquired Anthony Mason from the New York Knicks during the offseason. Uh, apparently, this was a trade that was never going to go through. Um, almost never happened, according to the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but yeah, Vlade Divac, also a stud, honestly. People kind of forget about how, yeah, he was a really good player. He was a guy that like popped up in the corner and shot threes too, right? I don't, he was um, original stretch five. I think he was. He, he had kind of that early Euro game that like we, the centers right here didn't have. Yeah. Kind of like a, a, a Pal Gasol is what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. But let's go into our game of the week. Um, I guess my favorite portion, you know, Andy gets his favorite portion of the trivia questions. Uh, game of the week, you guys all know that I, I like gambling a lot. Um, I will say I gave you some some uh, some shit last week about your game of the week, how we should all fade you because you, you know, starting to get, um, I don't know, in the questionable not getting one right. But after last week, we both are sitting at one and two. Um, it was close. I will say it was close. I yeah. was sweating it. So I, I think we're both are on the same side trying to get back to, to 500 here. But I'll go into my game in a week. It's going to be um, kind of a short week due to Thanksgiving. Um, shout out to Thanksgiving. Uh, like to eat some food. But uh, my game is the Nets at the Celtics on Wednesday night, night before Thanksgiving, um, 730 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, I believe. Um 
the biggest thing I saw the Celtics do this week was score points. They had a couple of games that they, you know, were kind of, as Andy would say, dicey. Um, but we see that Jason Tatum's coming into his role. Um, Marcus Smart is doing his thing. And the Nets, obviously, um, we know that they can score the ball with James Harden and Kevin Durant. So they in this game, it's easy for me. I'm taking the over. I think the last time they played, it was around like 217, 219. Um, and they blew that out of the water. I believe it was like they total was like 236 or something. Um, so whatever it is, I think these two teams are kind of rolling a little bit, kind of finding their groove. Um, take the over, just hammer it. Don't even ask questions about it. These are two teams that can score the ball. Um, and the Nets' defense isn't great, so Celtics can can start rolling and getting back into their groove as well. So I'm sorry, isn't this a team where the Celtics scored like eight points in the fourth quarter two weeks ago or something? Like a week and a half ago? Last week, they this last week, they um, they just rolled. They were in the last week they played. Who did they I'm going to fact check you on this real quick, yeah, brother. Fact check me. But they they're Jason Tatum just had like a 50 point game or something or something close to it last week. What are we talking you think about? so? Yeah. It might have it might have been early. It might have been the Friday game that they did that in. Are you fading that, JP? I am not fading the overtake. I, I like yeah. the overtake. I think the Nets just – they score a lot of points. The Celtics team, they they tend to play right at the competition <laughs> level. I'm not fading it. And now I, I want to say I personally would like to apologize to Andy in front of everybody, the entire audience, because I was prepared to give him the fade God title. Now, if yeah. you win by half a point, you still win. But it was only half a point, so yeah, I'm fair. not. That's fair. I, but it's still a win, so I'm. I can't give him the fade guy title yet. And as a man of my word, I've decided to now also give a game of the week and be, yeah. put my my hat in the ring and and put my feet to the fire a little bit here. To just also so you know, just, just before you go, they played the Lakers and they scored 130 points, and Jason Tatum at 37. So they they're clicking. So don't what flat fact what check. Are we, what are we really talking about? Yeah, I'm just. I, you're right. You're right. I'm just seeing a 15 point fourth quarter from them against the Cavs and a loss against the Cavs when the Cavs came back on that 19 point deficit. Yeah, it was like all right. I like it. They're clicking right now. I feel like. But what do they What do they say about the over? What do you mean? What do they say about the over? Life's too short for the under, baby. Yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. With so, you. go ahead, JP. What's your game of the yeah. week here, man? Yeah, my my first ever game of the week. Uh, I'm going. I'm doing. So I swear we're not anti-Warriors on this pod. I think we all actually really enjoy watching the Warriors play basketball. However, every single week so far, we've had somebody bet against the Warriors, and it has never hit. It is 0-3. So this week, I'm doing it. I'm betting against the Warriors, and I'm taking the Friday night game, the day after Thanksgiving, the Portland Trailblazers versus the Warriors in the Bay Area. Damian Lillard's starting to heat up. He's starting to get his shot back. He's shooting 40% over the last couple of weeks from three. Uh, I will say, as a Blazers homer, I have a little bias here. However, the past of Steph just owning the Blazers is that. It's in the past. We I remember the, the four-game sweep. I remember the Western Conference Finals, him just destroying us. It's not going to happen. 
I'm going dying on that hill. It's a late game after Thanksgiving. The Bay Area crowd's going to be a little sleepy. I think the Blazers come in with a lot of momentum. The line's probably going to be around five or six points. I think the Blazers cover, and I can see the old Dame points uh, prop bet hitting as well. So that is my game of the week Friday night. It'll probably end up being nationally televised. Uh, it's going to be a good one, good one to kind of get the Thanksgiving weekend moving after a long day of football the day before. Blazers Warriors Friday night game of the week. Yeah, I like it. Blazers uh, played Saturday night last night, um, and I was watching it, and they they starting to look good. They were playing the 76ers, but um, the big takeaway from that for me was 76ers were just kind of sticking around, and then uh, the Blazers were like, all right, fourth quarter time, Dame time, kind of took over in that game and, and led them to victory. So I don't, I don't mind it. I think we're all kind of just – waiting and seeing when the Warriors are going to lose and who are going to, who's going to be. And I think we've all kind of taken a shot. I mean, I know I took the, the Nets trying to beat the the Warriors and I forgot who you were betting against there, Andy, but I don't mind. I took, I took against the Warriors twice, man. Yeah. But who uh, were they? It was the, it was the Bulls. It was the Bulls and the um, Hornets. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the Hornets ended up beating the Warriors in the Bay, like the next week. So not a terrible take, but I like it, man. We'll see what happens, JP. You know, first game of the week, first ever game of the week for you. Um, I'll ride it with you, I guess. I'll ride it with you, man. What a trip. Um, I was going to say, can we all be like have a mutual agreement that that we're all just riding together. Yeah, we just got to ride on everybody's game of the week. Uh, or, uh, yeah, that's fair. Because why, you- why? Yeah, why we do the game of the week if we're not riding? I don't know. Unless we, 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 we would be down right now, though. Oh, yeah. We would yeah. be we'd be hurting. I think you're combined, what? Uh, yeah, four and a half units or so, probably. Um, but That's all right. That's all right. Let me, uh, let me come back and, and let me go uh, uh, a little back-to-back here, if you guys don't mind. Um, my game of the week, man. I think it's a good game of the week. I really do. I really, really do, man. It's a game that's not televised, so you might have to stream it. But uh, everyone knows how to stream NBA basketball games nowadays, you know. NBA streams reddit.com. My game of the week is today. Monday night, baby. Let's get it. Our beloved Indiana Pacers in Chicago playing the Chicago Bulls. Liam, I don't know about you, but uh, Pacers have had some really, really good luck in Chicago. And we've seen it firsthand. Shout out Oladipo for the game winner a couple years back. Um. This is a tough one because I think I'm going to fade my own team here. Um, it's a pick'em game. Uh, it's Monday night, um, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Central. You guys go check it out. It's going to be a good game. It's a pick'em game. Uh, the line right now is minus three and a half, favoriting in Chicago. Uh, favoriting Chicago's way. Chicago's motherfucking balling. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not, you guys say it, I'm biased. But the Bulls are just killing it right now. Uh, Zach Levine is ranked fourth in scoring right now, shooting about 27 points per game, 50% from the field, 40% from deep. The Rosen having one of his best season careers, uh, seasons of his career in his tired season of careers. You, you're, you're getting there. <laughs> Keep working. If you, say it, if you say it one more time, it'll probably be right this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best seasons of his career. I got you. I, I'm always yeah. here for you, big dog. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We're just trying <laughs> to learn English down here, man. Southern education. Probably shouldn't even do a podcast anymore, man. Um, yeah, DeRozan's balling, man. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. 
He's had one of his uh, second highest totals uh, of his career, 27 points per game. Um, The Pacers have a chance maybe, but they're also a team who drafted TJ Leaf a couple years ago, first round and go got Batazda. You know, like, what are you really doing out here? What are we doing? So I'm going to take the Bulls minus three and a half. Uh, Billy Donovan, our first episode of the season was I, I predicted him to be the coach of the year. And so I don't know. No one. No one's really talking about the coach of the year yet. You know, it could be Steve Kerr. I, I think Billy Donovan's got a great chance of winning that winning that coach of the year. Um, but I got to take the Bulls minus three and a half. Love the Pacers. Maybe they got a chance if a bonus goes for a triple-double. Miles is, you know, getting, I don't know, put back dunks, putting nuts on head. Um, but this is, the Pacers are two and nine away. And this is their eighth out of their 10th game over their last 10 games that have been away. So the Bulls are back home, feeling good, coming off a great win. Um, and so I'm going to take the Bulls minus three and a half here. So no overs, no unders, no player props, just Bulls minus three and a half. I like it. Pacers kind of started off slow, um, back to seven and eleven, I believe, as of this game. So, and the Bulls, on the other hand, are just really good. And I don't know, they 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 could be problems this year. They put a, the roster together, so I don't know. I like it. I like that pick. Fade fade our our Pacers were not doing not doing great this year. So, um, but yeah, let's. Uh, JP, I'll let you take it away. You're kind of going to be taking over the last half of this episode for us. So what, what we got here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm hopping in the driver's seat here. Before we really get going down the road, I will say, one of the very few teams to beat the Bulls this season, Portland Trailblazers and a thriller in, in Portland. Look out. All right. So before we get going into man-to-man worthy, everybody's favorite part, I will say uh, a first-time little uh, version of the episode here, part of the episode – uh, due to Thanksgiving week, everybody loves Thanksgiving. We all enjoy consuming a lot of food. I uh, have a Thanksgiving pick to eat, uh, which is a guy who I think is just going to go ballistic this week, uh, outplay all of his expectations, is actually playing as we record this episode, Ms. Hoopin. Uh, it's Paul George for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, the Clippers have slowed down as a unit the past couple of weeks. They uh, they went from winning like eight, ten games in a row. They've now dropped a couple. Uh, it's just regression of the mean it happens. However, Paul George is still playing out of his mind. Um, this week, from now until the time we record again, they will play the Mavericks, the Pistons, and the Warriors. So a mediocre team, a bad team, and a good team. Uh, I think that's a really pretty wide variety for Paul George to start hooping. Uh, it's still got a silky smooth game. He's hard to guard. He's getting to the pace. He's attacking the rim more this year than I think he has in a long time. Um, I, I don't see any reason why. I don't see anybody on any of these teams that can really guard him up one-on-one. So uh, I'm, I'm taking Paul George as my uh, my pick to eat this week. And uh, if anybody anybody else has any picks or they'd like to talk on Paul George, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I like that. I'll take for my guy to eat this week and a guy that kind of been out of the headlining news, um, probably because his team's not doing great. Um, I'm taking uh, Trey Young. Trey Young is going to eat this week. Um, he's playing the Spurs, I believe. Um on Wednesday night, uh, but he's his numbers aren't as good. We don't hear, you know, we haven't seen a 40, 50-point game from him. His shooting percentage is down a little bit. He's only shooting 44% from the field, but he gets a, you know, as they say, good meal in him. I think he'll start turning around, so I want him to start eating like we know Trey Young to uh, kind of get in and, and do back to what he is, is normalized and what we've kind of normalized him to do. 
and you know let them eat this week let's let's get Trey Young to eat so uh, that's my eat or I guess who I think should eat or, or needs to eat but yeah. um, I don't know you got somebody for us Andy too who's eating this week yeah uh, I'll definitely tell you who's who's my eating this week um, <laughs> my fault I was thinking about football man my fault never mind never mind bro <laughs> Uh, no pick to you, eat. No pick to eat. You're eating. Andy's eating this week. Yep. <laughs> and, Andy's Andy ain't starving this week. No. I'm, Andy I'm kinda... thinks Goga Biadate is gonna go crazy this week. Is actually what he was saying earlier. That's his favorite player on the Pacers. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I got thrown off just real quick. I I forgot the NBA is not playing on Thursday. For some reason, I was think I was thinking about Christmas, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about Christmas. I'll just I'll say it though. Like Christmas will be a really good matchup. Warriors at Suns, two teams that are just you know top of the Pacific stands right now. But you know, fucking probably doesn't relate to anything that we're talking about right now. Uh, Steph Curry, keep eating, baby. You know, averaging 30 a game with those young guys. Uh, Draymond's on the defensive floor. Just he's the sergeant. Gets those guys going. And uh, Steph Curry is going to keep eating, man. Uh, I actually had a prop bet that I looked at. And I don't know if I might take it, but I might get rich off this prop bet. And you guys let me know real quick what you think about it. $500 to win seventeen grand, Right? Are we thinking now? Eyebrows are raised. Steph Curry, MVP. Mobley, Rookie of the Year. And Ja Morant, uh, most improved. They're all favorites right now. 500 to win 17 grand. I'm done betting after that, probably. I don't know. Hey, That's yeah. tough. I, what I'll do you guys think about that early? Quick. It's early for most improved. It's yeah. really early for rookie of the year, especially because Kate Cunningham's starting to play really, really well. I think Steph's got a pretty good chance to run away with MVP, but those other two, you honestly, if you really want to take that, you could probably even get actually better odds on it if you wait another week. So I don't know about the, I don't know about the 500. Yeah. I don't know about the 500. If it was like, you know, maybe a hundred, maybe like 50. I mean, it's a hundred to win like, you know, nine grand or something. Yeah. I I would be, I would be okay with that. I would take a nice little flyer on that, but I, I ain't just, you know, out here telling you to take that. Cause I I was thinking, damn, what about a thousand brother? We could, (laughs) we could put down something on a house here. (laughs) Yes. I I think, I don't know. John Morant most improved either him or, McCall Bridges or uh, Miles Bridges, brother. Uh, maybe, maybe so. I'm yeah, with so, if if, uh, if you put it on, I will support you and root for those men harder than I ever have. Or are you fading? Like, what would you actually? You you probably fading that. You can't fade award picks. Like <laughs> I would never like root against somebody's award picks. So no, I I'd, I'd ride with you. But uh, and if it hits, you, what if I told you? you what if I told you that the MVP was going to be Vlade Divac in '96, brother? You know what I'm saying? I still wouldn't have traded him for damn Kobe Bryant, knowing what I know now. Yeah. I'd be fading the fuck out of myself, brother. I'd be trying to hedge <laughs> my own bet. Sorry, man. I, I was thinking about Christmas, man. I was really because I don't know. I'm I'm that guy like Thanksgiving, you know, pick somebody to eat, but Thanksgiving is more of like a football week. You know what I'm saying? So Christmas is more more basketball, unless I don't know, someone's bombing the fucking city and we can't watch the games. <laughs> all right that, that was insane but yes um i you just know, can't I'm watch actually, basketball the whole yeah. day like uh, thanks dude the fuck 
I'm, I'm glad you brought up that Warrior Suns game on Christmas. I think we're all looking forward to it. People are really talking about it. So you're just, you're, you're getting, you're getting, no the, one's the talking about it. Going, <laughs> no, no one's talking about it. You were the first person to talk. We're the first pod you're, to talk. Yeah, about we're it. the first yeah. ones to get the conversation started. I just know Clay, the whole, the whole thing with Clay, you know, preparing for Christmas week comeback. And then someone was saying, oh, well, he's not going to have his debut against the Suns because it's going to be away. But, they're playing at home that Christmas week, you know, the game before. So it might be a warm-up game. That's all I was thinking about. I'm probably I'm not even having turkey on Thanksgiving, bro. I'm just gonna be real with you, man. I'm not like that kind of Thanksgiving kind of dude, you know. No, I don't even have a big family, man. I will probably order Chinese or something, you know. Fuck you, pilgrims. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that what people say when they eat Chinese on Thanksgiving? It's the <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I I didn't know that. I got some I got some serious insight, brother. Some serious in uh yeah, man. Sorry, I'm kind of buzzed <laughs> right now, brother. No, we're go we're going, we're going to man to man worthy. I'm I'm taking us I'm taking us on. And we'll start off with some very, very brand new news. It literally just came out today, the day we record about five and a half hours ago. Uh Luke Walton out as head coach of the Sacramento Kings, done, fired. See you later. Uh only See 17 ya. games into the season. The Kings are 6-11 and 11 basemen in the West, as they've been for the last few years. They've lost seven of their last eight. Uh, I can say it's a strange move by the Kings front office, who makes a lot of strange moves, considering he was already on the hot seat and when the coaching carousel was going to not fire him in the offseason. And now they do when they now have to just go with the interim head coach. But with all that being said, before I pass it to the, the YouTube fine gentlemen, do we even think this is man-to-man worthy? Should we be talking about it? Yeah, I think this is a, a a big news in terms of we've seen the Kings now kind of they you know they got the Aaron Fox you know they've tried out Holmes I forgot his first name but they're trying to put in pieces and and build something and they've they tried to put pieces here and there and it doesn't work out and let's be honest Luke Walden is the the only reason he got the the job in the NBA in the first place is because he knows people and his father and stuff so I was never really sold. On Luke Walden, you know, he didn't work out in L.A. and, you know, moved to, I guess, the southern part of Sacramento. Um, but for me, I don't think he'll get another coaching job. He'll probably get a, you know, assistant coach. Um, not saying he can't coach, but the head role obviously has not been, you know, favorable for him. And he hasn't been doing what is needed to be done to be a you know head coach in the NBA. So. I don't think it was too surprising, obviously, if they were like off to a really hot start, um, like, you know, 11 and one or something like the the Warriors or something. And then they did that um, obviously would be kind of head shaking and being like, what's going on? But I it's not surprising to me. I do want to shout out Alvin Gentry. I think he's going to be named the interim head coach. Um, big guy for Phoenix Suns uh, kind of turned helped turn that program around before Monty Williams got there. So, um, yeah. I, I, I believe in Alvin Gentry. I've always thought that Alvin Gentry should be a head coach and we'll we'll see him get another opportunity to do so. So hopefully he can do a little bit better than Luke Walden. So I mean you don't have to do too much to do that. So I here here's I my got. here's my thing with the Kings, man. I think this is what they did. <laughs> they wasn't trying to let him get a 69th win. I'll tell you that right now. 68 and 93 in the past two seasons, man. 69. Let's grow up a little bit, man. Nah, I don't know. I got a weird take about this. Kardashian curses follows everybody in the NBA, right? 
I mean, you got a guy that's in a press conference saying, oh, I'm not inspired by anybody except some some coochie on the side. And apparently it's a Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? Kardashian curse is real, dude. What the hell is up with that? Can we talk about that real quick? Tristan I mean, Thompson? Devin Booker? I mean, what are we talking about? He's he's out here. Yeah, listen, Devin Booker there's no, is an there's exception. There's no curse. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a curse with Tristan Thompson all the way back from the drama days in Cleveland, bro. And uh, by the way, there is a motherfucking curse with Devin Booker. Up 3-1 in the finals. Yeah, there's some there's some sort of curse there, right? It was two. It was it wasn't three one. It was two zero. Two zero. Same difference, yeah. dude. Maybe not, but like two zero. You know what I'm saying? They just fucked it up. They didn't win one another game. After so that. you blaming that on the Kardashian curse? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> I think Luke Walden had something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? But no, I no, I, I don't. I think Luke Walden's a great coach, man. He just didn't know. He's just a pretty boy. You know, he thought he had his job on lock, like you're saying with his with his pops and everybody else. Um, quick stats here, 29th and paints point and, uh, paint points per game allowed. You guys just not practicing defense. Are you guys even going to practice? Now they say here, man, here's a, a, a single bus ticket to the lane. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't keep up with the Kings or anything like that, but I did see the Tristan Thompson thing. I'm not inspired by any man. No man inspires me. You know, if you go, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think we should talk about that. Uh, hello, dude. You still play on a team, brother? You know, it's just like, how are you gonna say that? But I don't know if it had any any leverage on firing Luke Walton. Luke Walton was terrible in the first place, but then you got a player that, yeah, he's won a ring, but he's like, oh, I'm not inspired by any man. I don't, I don't know what's going on in the locker room there. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald's been trying to get out for a minute. It's just sure you can fire the coach. What the fuck? Let's normalize firing these players off the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the yeah. hell is going on here? I, I'm with you, Andy. I, I think, first off, I, I do not think Luke Walton is a good head coach. I think he's been propped up by the fact that he got to interim head coach, the best talented Warriors team of all time, and has kind of just rode that when he for the rest of his career. I'm with you, Liam. I don't think he ever gets another job. However, beyond just the players, because at the end of the day, I will always believe the players are trying to win games. This front office has not given Luke Walton anything to work with. They have three young point guards that they are trying to work through right now, and they cannot figure out how to play them together. De'Aaron Fox has regressed significantly, partly for this this reason, where they don't really know how to play them. Uh, they play in a really hard division. They are they have no bench. They have absolutely nothing going for them besides Harrison Barnes had a, a good start to the year and has played well for him. And they didn't trade him. They didn't do anything with them. They just held on to him and did not make an effort to make the roster better. This front office has not given Luke Walton a chance to win. And now they fire him and nothing else is going to change. This, the Kings are in a rut. They've been in a rut for a long time. There, it's going to be some turnover. They have some good young players, but it doesn't matter. I, I don't see the, the Kings do anything anytime soon. I feel bad for Luke Walton to an extent, but at the same time, it is what it is, man. NBA head coach is a hard job. If you can't win games, they're going to kick you out. I don't know why the Kings didn't do this over the offseason. Did they think the Kings – did they think this year was the year? Why yeah. do it now when, when you now have to just go back to the exact same spot you were? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not – I think it's poor. I, I, I think the Kings need a major overhaul. I understand that they might need moved at this point. It's really bad. I'm glad that you brought up the division. I think that also plays a, a part in it in terms of who are you going up every, against every year every year, um, and who you have to play and how you're going to make the playoffs. And when you have such a hard division, you do have to put in pieces. And to Andy's point, they kind of, you know, 
they don't have a leader. That's the biggest thing. And when you turn around and look into that locker room, there's no, there's no leadership. And obviously you have to look first and foremost for a leader in your head coach. So um, I don't, I just didn't think Luke Walton was that guy and we'll see where they go, but there's going to have to be a lot more changes, you know, maybe start over and from scratch. So I'm sorry though. I get all that shit, but like, come on, you got a player that's in a, this the last thing, last thing, just real quick. You got a player that's a drama queen, clearly in the rock, locker room, just like the whole Marcus Smart thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. Got a player coming out like that, and then you're going to fire the coach? Like, come on, man. There's got to be there's got to be something else with that. There's a lot. There's probably a lot more with that. It's probably a lot of things going on in that locker room that we don't get to see. But guy's yeah. hot garbage. No one even remember that he was on a team, bro. I'm, but that's he's. He's also a veteran, and he probably went into that locker room and saw, like, what is going on out here, and he had to say something um, and reach out. Or, or reach out Trade his ass, dude. I mean, maybe Trade that's the – I don't think that's – I think he just wanted to voice his opinion about what's going on or how – and he might have not done it in the, the best of way, but there's something going on in that team, obviously – and it, it starts with the head coach. And I think that's All just I'm saying a, is you can't be you can't be starting and averaging no more than four points a game to be saying something like that, dog. I'm sorry. You got you got it out for Tristan Thompson, man. You you, you do like that. Hey, I'm not I'm saying Luke Wall. Yeah. I'm not saying like Luke Walden is a great coach by any means, but like just a guy. If you're gonna say that, man, put up 20 a game, put up 25, put up I 10 mean, rebounds. You don't think do you- I take this, take this into consideration right now. To compare him to like a Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo doesn't play. You don't think Rajon Rondo doesn't talk in that locker room? He's on the. He's standing up next to Frank Vogel every night, basically a coach in themselves, and he speaks out. But he doesn't produce it on the floor. You do have to have some veteran guys on your team to speak up. And it Rondo would be starting on the Kings, bro. <laughs> I'm just Not saying on the it, Lakers, you know, I'm just I'm saying? saying you do have veteran presence that have a voice in a locker room and maybe he chose not to, you know, say exactly, you know, the right thing at the right time, but it does, it did spark some change. And I do think that's the biggest outlying like idea is that's something funny. has to change in, in Sacramento. And I just think it's taking that. I think it's the Kardashian curse. That's why. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. I, before we move on I, and I, I'm going to move us on, but I will say for the Kardashian curse, if you gave me the option of dating Kylie and Kendall or Kendall Jenner for like two years, and then you told me the next five years of my life were going to be absolutely horrendous, it's a genuine like choice conversation I'd have to have in my life. So I get why these NBA players do it, man. Sometimes you sometimes you got to do it. But with that being <laughs> said, we're moving on to another team that has been up and down this season and has hit a skid, really. I hit a skid after a blazing hot start to the year. The Memphis Grizzlies, the, the fighting John Morantz. Uh, they have Dylan Brooks back, and you kind of expected them to take a leap, uh, but that has not happened. They've lost five of their last six, including games to the Pelicans, who are horrible, and the Timberwolves, who are getting better but are still not very good. Uh, their only win in that stretch was against the Rockets, who we will get to a little bit later, who are also terrible. Um, this Grizzlies team with John Morant playing out of his mind, probably going to be an all-star, most improved player candidate, as we talked about earlier. Uh, should we should be seeing this team take a leap and they're really not, they're actually regressing at the moment. Do we think this grizzly struggle is man to man worthy? Um, I don't know if it's so much worthy, but I just have a take on, um, kind of going back to when Andy brought up that prop bet of John Morant most improved. 
the biggest thing that I see, he is playing well, but the biggest thing that you have to look at in terms of like overall improvement uh, of a team, especially from last year to this year, is if you're still going out there and not winning games, it doesn't matter how many numbers, how many points you're putting up or anything. What it really matters and what really translates is winning. And we see him going through kind of a rough patch right now, but I expect it to change. I don't think, again, talking about some leadership aspects, I think John Morant is a good leader and through his play and, you know, through getting like maybe Steven Adams, a bigger guy to kind of play with him instead of like just trotting up and down the court, but like playing for John Morant, we could see some big things kind of turn in, in, in that instance. So that's really all I wanted to say. I think, I think they'll turn it around and, and put some wins together, but it takes, you know, more than just John Morant playing out of his mind to win games. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. So I don't know yeah. if you got to take yeah, that. Yeah, young roster. I mean, in this league, everybody can beat everybody, right? Doesn't matter if Zion's out with a broken foot, Pelicans. I mean, they're out with a ton of players, but you're in the NBA for a reason. You win games, you lose games. It's just a matter of fact of what else you're going to do. It's a young roster. I don't think the Grizzlies get, I mean, yeah, maybe seventh or eighth spot this year going into the playoffs. But um, John Morant maybe just got to step up and take more leadership, more of that leadership role uh, in the locker room and kind of get those guys going. Because all I see from the Memphis Grizzlies Instagram posts and things like that, like after the game, when they do win, John Morant, that's another dub. That's another dub. Well, what's it? What, what, is, what do you think he's saying when they're losing, you know, five and six games? Ah, damn. Like, that's it? That's all you're saying? Oh, damn, we'll get him next time. I don't – see, I could be totally wrong. You know, I'm just I'm just a fan. I have no idea what goes on in those locker rooms. But you really think John Morant's going in there and being like, man, this is what we really need to do. Like, I don't I don't see him as, like, the kind of guy that's like – you know, you go into film, but you take – some guys take that film into that extra step. You know, hey, man, I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going to sit down with you. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because I don't think young guys do that in the NBA. You know, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks – John Morant, when they win, it's all flashy, right? But when they lose, it's like, all right, let's look to the coach and see what we did wrong. Rather, it could be John Morant kind of taking those extra steps and and being more of a leader. Not saying he's not, but they'll find their way out, and uh, and they did. So we'll see what happens with the Grizzlies going forward. Yeah, I like their group of guys. I'm glad you mentioned Dylan Brooks. I do think he needs to step up a little bit um, in terms of just offensive production like we saw from last year. But – Again, with the young roster, this team, I feel like shows sparks in terms of like they can do it, but it does take some time to to mature a little bit um, as a, a whole young group together. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're they're gonna figure it out. I'm 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 not super worried about the Grizzlies because kind of like you were talking about, Andy, is this team actually contending? No, they're not. Nobody expects the Grizzlies to win the finals this year. I think guys on the Grizzlies don't expect the Grizzlies to win this year. Uh, but is, as long as this team keeps grinding, keeps figuring out, they can keep this core together. In a couple of years, I think we see something change. Uh, they do not have a guy on their roster good enough yet to win a finals. I, I, they don't have a Giannis or a Kawhi, and I don't think they will. But in the future, maybe maybe Ja turns into that guy. I don't know. I, I think we're good to keep it moving now because I, I'm not worried about the Grizzlies yet. If this skid turns into a streak, maybe not. But – with that being also said, we're going to take it to our last negative man-to-man worthy of the day. Uh, and this one is very, very negative. Uh, 
I'm not even sure the Houston Rockets are ever going to win again. They can't beat anybody. <laughs> they have they their roster when you look at it on paper is really not that bad. But for some reason they cannot put it together. They can't win games. Christian Wood is getting out-rebounded by guys like 6 inches shorter than him. Uh Jalen Green is fun to watch but has not really put it together in a way that wins games. Um, I guess that's my first question about Manny Manworthy. Are the Rockets ever going to win again? And then also, if they don't win again, is Steven Silas the next coach to go? Uh, are either of those Manny Manworthy? And then if they are, what are the answers y'all got for me? I'm going to be honest. I don't think uh, besides the the Pistons and the Rockets, you know, battle of the rookies game, I don't think I've watched the Rockets uh, game. Um, I almost forgot that we're a team, you know, because they just aren't good enough. So, I don't know. I just honestly, ever since, you know, losing James Harden, losing Russell Westbrook, trading for Victor Oladipo. I mean, where has he been? I just I really just don't care about the Rockets. Honestly, they're just not in my window of of careness. So I'll keep it moving on both of those. Shout out Steven Silas. If you get fired. I don't really care if you do or not, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Porter Jr., just a guy who just wasn't even was barely even going to make the league again after some some troubles, some dark arts last year. Christian Wood talking about, oh, I'm not an all-star. Yeah, you're not, dude. Let's sit down. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. Keep it moving. All right, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Fuck those teams, dude. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language, but fuck those teams. I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon, sorry, you're on a shitty team, brother. The guy's clearly tanked. Decided to tank once they stopped playing John Wall. It's yeah, it is little, insane. It's a that weird little be- stop. Here, you can just sit down for 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What kind of world we living in, dude? It's a dark world right now, man. That's a good job, man. Sit around and pay for <laughs> Look at Liam. Look I'm- at Liam. He's like, shut the fuck yeah. up. I just I, don't I'm- care about the Rockets at all. Like, that's and, like. And you shouldn't. Anything. We could be on the Rockets practice squad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's go. <laughs> I mean, let's go get a book a trip to Houston and <laughs> yeah. see if we can make that shit. Yeah. We'll just sit outside the arena, man. Hey, heard you guys need some players. <laughs> I'm free. You know, what I'm I'll, I mean? I'll sign a 10 day right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll yeah. take a million dollars to play for you guys. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? So, last man. Yeah. Keep it moving, man. Keep it moving. Okay. Keep it moving. And uh, just to answer my own questions, are the Rockets ever going to win again? Yes, but not often. Steven's house, the next coach, will be fired. He's the tank commander, but still probably is. All right, let's get into some more positives. Um, something we talked about earlier unexpectedly because Andy's already got Christmas on the mind, already listened to some Mariah Carey, some Michael Buble. I know what he's doing. Uh, Clay Thompson has started getting been cleared for some five-by-five, five, some contact drills. He's starting to rev up a little bit. It's looking like it could be a December comeback, maybe January. Clay Thompson who when healthy, I think we all agree, is bare minimum top three shooting guard in the league, is coming back to join a team that is 14-2 and two and in the first place in the West. Is the return man-to-man worthy? And do we think Klay Thompson coming back is enough to push this Warriors team that much further ahead of the pack? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it's worthy enough a little bit to talk about because we, I think we mentioned it last episode. The Warriors' hot start is is not surprising. Steph Curry's what he's been doing is not surprising, and what is kind of surprising is how many games they've been winning. And to have a hot hot enough start like this that they have had, and to think 
my question back or last episode was to think they don't even have, like you said, the second best score almost shooter wise in the NBA with Clay Thompson. He's just now like getting back into it. And when he does actually get on the floor, they're going to be scary. They're going to be the 73 win team and have those aspirations again. So I think really it's, they're going to be in contention. They they're probably going to be up in the, you know, one or two, three, maybe possibly four, like, you know, to win it all once they come back. But my only thing that I'm hesitant about is the, the Warriors are kind of getting this chemistry right now without him and to have him be thrown back into the mix. Um, kind of where does the ball go? Are we expecting a full Clay Thompson of what we used to him to known to do and just light it up? Or is he going to take a little step back and maybe not shoot as well or not get as many as touches? The chemistry part would be my only concern for the Warriors once he does come back. Not that they can't fix it and they can work into, you know, getting back to everything. That would just be my only concern when he does actually make it back on the floor. But I think they're professional enough to to work it out. But that's all I would have to bring up thinking about him coming back. Oh, you got to be a little scary mindset going back into not playing for two years, right? The, what is it? The torn ACL in 2019 playoffs, torn Achilles before even playing last year. Um, I think the whole thing is, you know, he's participating in these five on fives, but not with anybody that's currently playing on a professional basketball team right now. Um, you know, he's playing with his older brother. He's playing with Dante Exum, not on a roster right now. Uh, I don't know if he's on the G League Warriors or what's going on there. Um, but he'll soon be able to play with those, you know, the Steph Curry's and the Draymond's. I know they have five on five scrimmages at the end, the back end of their practices and things like that. Um, but the good thing is he's on the court and everyone wants to see Clay Thompson. It's a very sexy team. Uh, Clay Thompson is a guy that everyone, uh, he entertains everyone, no matter who you are. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, hands down, people like watching them play. Um, but I can't just, I, I can't imagine like how scary it is just kind of getting back on the floor and really playing against those Stefan and Draymonds. But even when you're playing against those guys, those guys are going to go pretty light on you, don't you think? So yeah. it's just, you know, you get, you get back on that court, especially like his, his return is expected to be Christmas week. And it's probably not going to be Christmas Day game because, like I said, you know, it's at it's away in Phoenix. But man, like I don't know, it's got to be pretty nerve wracking because it's going up against people that want to beat you and people that want to play better than you and people that don't want you to embarrass them. Your first game back in two years, so we'll see what happens. You know, he's fully recovered from both injuries, but golly, those are some motherfucking crucial injuries right there. Uh, nonetheless, glad to see him back and and hearing that he's healthy. Talk to me in about a month, and then I'll be a little bit more entertained by this idea. I think something that that we've been kind of dancing around, but I'll just I'll just say it, is that when Clay Thompson is healthy and when he's going, he's a top five player in the league just to watch. Like I'm I'm not saying skill wise, but if he's going off, it's can't miss TV. I do miss having that in the league. I I love Clay. I've loved him for a long time, and. Whether or not he's coming back to the Warriors for me, it, obviously they're going to be really good. 
I just want to see the guy back on the floor. I just want to see him putting up shots, knocking him down, doing the damn thing. So I'm really excited about it. I don't really have much to say. Y'all didn't say. Um, I do think he puts them in to another echelon, not just from a shooting, but hopefully his defense can stick around because he's always been a pretty good on-ball defender. Um, I, I, I'm super excited, and I hope he does come back. That'd be a nice Christmas gift for everybody. I got a question. And Oh, yeah, please. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, JP. Go ahead. Oh, no. No, I was just going to move us on, so please ask the question. Here, Here's my question, right? Mm-hmm. If he didn't get hurt in the 2019 finals and he didn't get hurt last year, and maybe they would have won the finals against the Raptors, is he still missing top 75? Uh, no shot. I think if he's played the last two years, he doesn't miss top 75. I think he is top 75 all time, personally. I think so, too. Mm. I don't know. I think he was borderline 70, top 75. Um, if he was not with Steph Curry, he would obviously, I think he just pureness of his game would put him over the 75, but because he plays with Steph Curry, I, I don't know if he's top 75, but I mean, I guess that's a debate that you could have, you know, from here on out. But I would say now, depending on how well he comes back, he could be put in that conversation, but. And then here's another question. Are we going to see clay, clay Thompson, like we've seen clay Thompson before, because. Liam, Victor Lodipo has not been the same before that injury or after that injury, and I don't think Clay Thompson will be back to Clay Thompson days that we've seen. Yeah, that was kind of my my only thing is will he see will he take a little step back in terms of his game, um, or will we see what Clay Thompson is known to do? So I don't know. I think we like everybody says, you know, it will be answered by him coming back and actually playing games, and we'll you know, good thing about sports is we'll we'll see. Um, a lot of pressure. Yeah, but, you know, I guess for context, I mean, me injuring myself in, in college, I mean, I was – I mean, I can't play basketball ever again the same that I did after breaking my foot. So injuries are no joke. Obviously, he has a lot more and better, like, doctors and, and rehabilitation stuff than I did. But at the same time, it does take a, you know, a toll on your body the more and more serious injuries that you go through like he has. Um so we'll see. I, I'll leave you with that. That would be my answer. We'll see. We will see. We will see. I, what Clay has going for him is that his game, although he's incredibly athletic and you have to be athletic to play in the NBA, doesn't require a lot of athleticism. The best parts right, of his game right. don't require to be like, as explosive as Oladipo or anything like that. And, I mean, we just saw KD come back after an injury that 20 years ago ended careers, and now he's played the best ball he ever has. So maybe. that's all. I guess we will see, but I'm hoping he turns it back into the clay of past, the human torch. And now our last man-to-man worthy topic of the evening. Uh, we got Jimmy Butler, the uh, the legitimate MVP candidate, possibility, uh, down in Miami. He's averaging 25 points per game, six rebounds per game, five assists on a pretty good Heat team. They've slowed down a little bit, but they're, they're still solid. Um, do we think this Jimmy Butler MVP possible campaign and the Heat are man-to-man worthy at the moment, or are we keeping it moving, waiting to see what happens in the future? I don't know. I will say keep it moving for now. Like we say, looking for award winners now is is kind of, you know, iffy, um, obviously, because I think Steph Curry is running away with it right now. But, you know, if the, the Heat can – the, the thing about the Heat is they're so confusing to me in terms of are they actually good because we all remember just the bubble Heat and we kind of like that's the expectations. And then from last year, it's like, what what actually is the expectations for the Heat? Um, 
are they should they be considered contenders? Um, because right now I don't really think so. I mean, I think they're they had a, a hotter start, but now they've kind of like I mean, they lost the Wizards, uh, I think it was last night or the night before, um, and just not I, – I don't know. I don't really know. It's just, they're just confusing to me. They're not really, you know, flashy or this and that. Their superstar is kind of just a gritted-out guy in Jimmy Butler. So they don't have, like, a flashy Steph Curry. They don't have a just a thunderous, like, Giannis. So they're kind of just eh to me. So I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it if he, you know, puts together a couple of games and goes off for 40 and they're rattled 10 off in a row, then we can yeah. start talking about him as an MVP. Here's my thing, man. I'm glad you brought up the, the whole bubble heat team, right? You can talk about a Mickey Mouse ring. Let's talk about the team that they beat. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers. The Heat are probably a Mickey Mouse team, you know? If you want to say, if you want to call it like that, let's just call it like that. Um, like you just said, they just lost to the Wizards, right? They're in their division. They beat the Wizards before they lost to the Wizards. Then they lost to the Wizards. Jimmy Butler's uh, will never be an MVP in this league. And I don't care how many stats he pulls up, but if you got a guy named Stephen Curry that's in the NBA or a Kevin Durant, you not win an MVP over those guys, man. Keep it moving. All right, keep it moving. It is keep it moving on the finale. Yeah, I'm with y'all. We'll see. I don't think Jimmy Butler wins every people. We'll see. Well, that was a quick little man to man worthy. I guess I got one little wrap up question for y'all because we got a little bit of time left. This is still a question that was posed to me, and I have not introduced this to y'all. So this is going to be straight off the rip. This is a question that was posed to me a while back, and I've, I thought it was really interesting. So I'd like to get y'all's take on it. So for if a, any NBA team in the league right now, we'll, we'll talk about the Rockets because they are the worst team in the league, and we were just talking about them, came to you, the GM of the Rockets, and said, I will pay you this amount of money to be the 13th man on this team. You have to show up in a practice. There's absolutely no guarantee you play, but we will house you and you get full access to everything that comes with being a player for the Houston Rockets. What is the least amount of money you would do that for? The least amount? Yeah. Hmm. I like 20 bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, playing on a Houston Rockets NBA team. So just yeah. get my face out of there. So basically all my expenses are paid for. So I'm just there. You, you, yeah, you, you get you, you, they give you housing in some fashion, which I know teams kind of already do at some point, but you, you like, it, this is like a, the, whatever salary you have, what would be the least amount you'd do it for? I'll do a hundred thousand a year. That's uh, I'll do it. Sign me up Damn. right now. <laughs> I would you do playing? it. I would Are we playing a hundred thousand. You on the court, dude. I don't have to Probably. play on the court. I'm just 13th man. I'm sitting on the bench for a hundred thousand. Yeah, because you got to travel and all that stuff. You like the, the the cons of being an NBA player are there too. But just for the moment, you you're the thirteenth man. I'll do nope. it for a hundred thousand for one year. Yeah, no family, no kid, no mortgage. Sit on the bench, NBA team, twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do it for free. I do it for free, hundred percent. Just yeah, I, I, twenty you, bucks a game, so I can. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 getting fed, but twenty bucks a game, unless I'm trying to hit. I would do it for a hundred thousand yeah. because I know I would need it after that one year. Because then I'm, I'm lost after that. At least I can survive for a couple of years after that, right? Because you take, you got to think, you take a, a year away from what you're planning on doing right now or what you have in the works. That's on hold. You got to have some type of security because 
hey, you got a job right now, you're fired from your job because you just took an MBA job. You ain't got a job right now. You're trying to do something. You're working in school or something. Good luck trying to come back to doing that afterwards. I'll I'll, I'll lower mine. I'll do it for 50000 One and year. Some people, yeah. One year. Of- some people go backpacking through Europe. I'd be on an NBA team. I, like, I, I would do it for free. Yeah. Just to meet people, man. Just to shake yeah. hands and probably rub my face with the hand or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, you get know? the John Wall price. Yeah. You get to meet the NBA players too. Like you get to dap mm-hmm. them up at the, in the yeah. games and shit. That'd be. John Wall um, could slide me a stack every once in a while. That wouldn't be on salary. And he, you know, he doesn't need it because he just sitting there getting 40 mil. After that year, I'd like learn the most gang signs from John Wall I've ever, ever yeah. seen or heard in my entire life. Man. Uh, all right. Um, well, I guess with that guys, we will wrap up this, uh, episode this week on our nba talk but uh if you guys don't have anything else i will namaste these guys out of here um but before i do that make sure you go follow us on social media at man to man podcast on all social media platforms again thank you jp for running the nba talk with us and if you guys don't have anything else i'm namaste i'm out of here you guys got anything else i don't know man i think i got one thing i think i really do um, couple injuries, right? Jokic is out with a wrist injury. Cavs, Sexton's out. Um, top ten this week. Uh, shout out to a Nashville boy, Darius Garland. Are you really gonna show the like top five? Was uh Garland double dribbling? You know what I'm saying? You see that move? No. He double dribbled and crosses dude on the Warriors, and it was oh, top five. Oh yes, the the hella travel. It was a it double was, dribble, like crazy. The like almost crossover, but it wasn't a crossover. It was like a I saw that. Yeah. So uh just a lot of weird dark arts. I guess <laughs> I'm gonna keep referring to that just going on around the league. Shout out college basketball, man. Um, I know a lot of we got a lot of people out there that love watching college basketball. Shout out Tennessee Vols. I don't know Clemson. I don't know what you guys are doing over there, man. So hey, we're hanging in there. Well, we got one loss, although we 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 were playing tonight, so maybe a loss. But yeah, shout out college basketball for me. Shout out this colder weather, and uh, I was able to see my breath walking the dogs last night. That was pretty tight. But yeah, yeah. I'm ready to namaste these fools out if y'all are. Yep. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste, gentlemen. Namaste. Shee. <laughs>